to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies. One minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute. It's another way you can say that. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky. We're talking about Minute 95, which starts with Sheeta wiping a tear from her eye. And it ends with Pazu and Sheeta looking down at the crew of the Tiger Moth who are being held prisoner by General Moro. So Sheeta must cry, like at movies, like all the all time. All the time. I think she's she probably cries at television commercials. Whenever, right? like, yeah. the dog. Oh, my gosh, their towels are so soft now. Oh, my gosh. Whenever there's, like, a dog rescue, and she just, like, is oh, sobbing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then we, from Sheeta's crying face, we cut to glo- some gloved hands. Pushing down on a detonator. Yeah. Very from peace to war. Yeah. So, and then we get cut to a shot of the explosion. So are we, help me out here. Mm. Are we looking, they're obviously, they're trying to blast through this door. Yeah. So this shot that we see in the door, that's from inside? Yes. And so we're seeing the explosion come in from the outside, right? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So is there being successful here and they're blasting obviously because the blast gets through gets through the at least the bottom of the door yeah i don't know if i don't know if they can open it or they just open it like an inch good good luck guys good luck to blast blast through like the rest of the door now i'm sure if you went frame by frame here it'd be awesome i'm going frame by frame yeah is it awesome it's pretty good it's pretty good it's not as good as like the tolmecian ship exploding it's pretty good let me go ahead. Yeah, it's you get these like just flashes of light like in one corner first, mm-hmm. and then all along the door. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Th- this is a pretty good shot. Ooh, right? nice. Yeah, that's a good frame. Yeah, and then a bunch of birds just fly out. They look like flamingos, right? Flamingo cranes. That's what I'm calling them. Flamingo cranes. Are they not just flamingos? No, no, like the black stripe no, at no. the end. No, no, no. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Flamingos don't have a black stripe at the end of their wings, right? At the end of their wings? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, there's uh, the flamingos are, are they a type of crane anyway? Maybe. Who knows? An ornithologist would know. Maybe we should. Yeah. We Maybe should we should have gotten yeah, one. Yeah, we should have gotten one. Oh, that's try Googling it. Yeah, and? They're not. They're not what? New research suggests flamingos are more closely related to grebs, a freshwater diving bird that looks nothing like a flamingo. Cranes are a clade of large, long-legged, and long-necked birds in the group of forms. They are flamingos. I was flying. I they didn't look do my like research. African flamingos, specifically. So I guess they were collecting birds. That's a lot of birds. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of flamingos. That's I don't a know lot it, of flamingos. I don't know what... I thought flamingos usually live like in marshlands or something. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of section of the city... These flamingos are flying from. Yeah. What environment do they have... That supports flamingos. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pazzo and Sheeta run out of the greenhouse back to the back to Roman world, <laughs> the Roman world section of the park. Mm-hmm. So, how, so how many types of birds have we seen so far? We've, We've seen, seen the doves. Yes. Oh, good point. Pazzo's doves. Doves, and then the weird orange blue bird inside the greenhouse. The flycatcher. The flycatcher. Yes. Then we get these flamingos. Flamingos. 
And then there's like a different orangish bird. Yeah. It's flying out from somewhere. So that's like five? Yeah. There's actually like three of those birds. Yeah. Those orange birds. Yeah. It's, it could be brown. It could be brown. Hawks or something. Probably. And so they're running along. I don't know what. They found some road to run along. <laughs> so they yeah. run out of the greenhouse and they're running along this road, which is kind of like at the edge of the city, right? Yeah. Or at least the edge of that level of the city. Right. And I don't understand what Pazu says. This section's been destroyed. Uh, and the, the Japanese is Urugawa wa. Urugawa wa. What is it? Koretetanda? Is that what it is? Kuzurita. Urugawa, Urugawa wa kuzuritetanda. Kuzuritetanda. That section's been destroyed, or the back section has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. I don't... You don't know what he's I don't, talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he saying, oh, look, that section of the... Has it just been destroyed by the army? Is that what he's... Uh, or... It's just been destroyed long ago and it might provide some clue as to why the city is abandoned. Or is he just pointing it out because they can't go that way and we have to take a detour because he just, it looks interesting to him. Hey, look, that bird is orange, right? (laughs) Hey, look, that section has been destroyed. Hey, look. It's like, why does he feel the need to see this as they're, say this as they're running towards the sound of some explosion? What was your take on this line? Did you have one? I thought it was just pointing it out. The way he would point out a strange bird. A strange bird, yes. Anosora. Look at that sky. Ano. Look, that building's been destroyed. He's one of those people that reads the billboards when you're driving with them. Yeah. Like sitting in the passenger seat. They just read all the advertisements. He's one of those people. Look, the world's greatest gift shop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to the Goliath. Yeah, so this is actually pretty good. We pan down. Mm. We see Shita... A long shot of Shita and Pazu as very small figures running along like the outer wall. Yeah. Of an upper section. And then two Shitas, we pan down. So this gives us a good idea of the scale of everything. Yeah, like so see Goliath is huge. huge. And a tiger moth isn't that small either. No, but Goliath is huge. So both the Goliath and the... I have this note, I don't know if it's important but the tiger moth and the goliath they landed like in a more destroyed section as yes pazza just helpfully pointed out right do you think that changes their like reactions to the city oh like they see the destroyed part and they're like maybe it's not so treasure filled yeah i guess it wouldn't i mean it just takes you a couple minutes to wander around to see to see the roman parks yeah see <laughs> so would only last a few minutes, I guess. I but guess. their first impression, like Shita and Paz's, their first impression is, oh, flowers, Nature. Roman villa, <laughs> right? nice park, right? Good it honeymoon nice. spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> their first reaction must have been, oh. Oh, there's ruins. What happened here? Something, yeah, what happened here? Something destroyed the city. Yeah, until they find all the gold and jewelry. Yeah. So the Goliath doesn't have any of its propellers going. No. So it doesn't need those propellers. It's just staying aloft because it's a big blimp. I suppose. Doesn't even need them to like stay stationary. just thought that was weird. I, mean, I, d- like... I think it's weird too. Yeah, could you imagine? Okay, so from the Goliath, there are like two long... Gangways, yeah. Gang, yeah. I would be terrified. To walk down to that walk thing? To walk down yeah. that. Yeah, totally. Because like just judging by how many people are on it, it's a long gangway. Yeah. I don't know if I would trust it. It's like half a football field or two-thirds. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and then we see the Goliath like underneath 
a castle in the sky. It's big. It's I mean, it's big, big just in proportion to the city. Yeah. And we see some of those. Again, we see some sections of the walls that are, the outer walls. That are, that are destroyed. It's weird because it seems like that, just that half of the of the whole island is... Destroyed. Yeah. And then the other half is like, fine. Yeah. I guess they... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I guess they uh they hit a different city too hard on this side. Oh yeah, when they're bumper cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got action starting to heat up. Yes it is. Yeah, Cheetah and Pazu are laying on a section as they watch. The um disembarkation of the troops. Mm-hmm. She does like, I hope the pirates are okay. And then Pazu immediately confirms that they aren't okay. <laughs> yeah. Because we get like barely a second of Dola and the gang sitting down as General Morrill is probably interrogating them with Muska. Yeah, Muska only has two henchmen. Yeah, where's your number three, dude? As he has three is what we've seen. I feel like we've most. seen three the most. On occasion, we see two. Three is the most that we've ever seen, though. I think so. How many were in the, like at the very beginning, sitting in that, in the airship? I want to say three. With Sheeta. I want to say three. Yeah, three feels right. Are you remembering four? I don't, I'm not remembering well. So at least two of them go out in the hallway, right? Yeah. Or three of them go out in the hallway three and then leaves them the ha- alone with... With Shita. Let's go alone with Shita. Okay. And Shita grabs a bottle. Yeah, so where's the third guy? I don't know. All right. It's kind of weird. And so we, um, another point, the kind of the the passageway between the Tiger Moth cockpit and the main ship. It's wood. It's wood, and we see that, you know, some pieces of the flooring have been, some of those wood pieces are blown away. So we don't see any wires or tubing or connections yeah. that were <laughs> would have been under the floor yeah. connecting the cockpit and its controls to the rest of the ship. Right. So still don't know how that works. I guess it's all Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you were right about the ship being canvas because it's torn up like cloth yes yes it is thank you very much hey score one (laughs) (laughs) you've changed my mind twice this week (laughs) but i but i the cockpit is definitely not canvas no it's not there's a soldier like sitting on top of the crow's nest on top of the cockpit i'm like okay yeah just confirming that they've taken possession of it yeah that's sad sad you just see all this like brown and red and then Dola's just in blue and her pink hair. Yeah. And then you get Motro. Yes, Motro. Nice and chubby. <laughs> it's getting a little spicy. Yes. Do you think Robo I'm sorry. Do you think <laughs> Motro I was just thinking, does what does he smell like? Just to take Why? another another Star Wars minute reference. Because he's a robot, right? He's a robot, okay. So he doesn't smell sweaty. You would expect somebody like in that tank top mm-hmm. undershirt. In the hot engine room all day. To be sweaty. Yeah. You think he smells like gasoline? Yeah, like or oil or something. Or oil, or yeah. Like an ozone kind of smell to him. Yeah, I think so. You don't think there's like, they built in sweat glands to the robot? No. I don't think Dola has enough money to pay <laughs> for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Laputa, like the big guy, it looks like uh, like a half rotten fruit. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, something happened to that something left side, that I Uragawa. Wonder, yeah, that Uragawa. They bumped into yeah. someone really hard. Or something like, something blew up right there. Yeah. Or it just like, just that part wasn't as well built as the other part, and it just like slowly just crumbled. 
fell into the ocean or something. Yeah. That's all I have. All right. We'll see you next week on, on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.